Uh, shout out to today's sponsor, which is Dollar Shave Club. And I know I tell people all the time, but I have been using them for years, even be- before the sponsorship. Uh, they offer a wide variety of different products like hair care, skincare, and they recently actually just sent John some skincare. And what did you, what did you think? Yeah, of I got the face wash and I felt like the results almost immediately cleaned up my skin and I feel it more moisturized too. And like I said, they offer a wide variety of products. Uh, it's not just razors, you know, that's what they're known for, but they have like the hair care, skincare, and they recently sent me some chapstick. Yeah. What I like is the subscription box. So you build it and the more things you add to it, you get a bigger discount and they send it monthly. So you don't have to worry about hassling and going to the store and buying these things. So if you guys are looking to sign up for Dollar Shave Club, click the link down below, sign up. Edgar, have you noticed a lot of people moving into the area lately? Yeah, I have, dude. I was actually scrolling through my feed the other day and I've been seeing a lot of home and business break-ins, which is crazy. Dude, I always tell people, don't wait for something bad to happen before you do something about it. So, which is cool because today's sponsor is actually Zenith Security and they offer home and business plus much more security systems. Oh yeah, actually talk to them. They offer free consultation they waive the activation fee, and if you call now, you get a free doorbell camera. You can reach them out at 1-866-722-3666 or 208-529-0129, and all this information will be down below. Welcome back to Mask Club Moguls. It's your boy, the one with the scar in his face. Your boy, Scarface. Thank you, John, for coming for another episode. And you're going to be sure. hearing a lot more of John. He's uh, he's going to be a regular co-host on here, for like, officially. So I'm going to change it on my bio. He's going to change it. on the bottom. Yeah. So, awesome. Uh, yeah, he, he loves doing it just as <laughs> yeah. much as I do. So, you it's, know, I'm grateful that he always comes, takes some time out of his Sundays or whenever we record and uh, to record. So, thanks for coming again. For sure. And we have a special guest. We've been wanting to do this episode for a little while, but our schedules last time it was Mother's Day and like we had to scrap that just because, you know, everyone has to celebrate their Mother's Day. So, uh, but we have Maria from Conectate here today. Yes. Thank you so much. It is finally a pleasure to be here. Yeah. We have been trying to do this for a while. Yeah, it has (laughs) been. It's been a minute. So I'm glad we were able to do it. And it, it just gave you more time to grow too also with with, with, with the company you know, I think so too I was thinking that this morning and I'm like oh things happen for a reason yeah. things have certainly evolved from when we first met oh exactly and I've, I've been able to see your growth and uh, I'm really impressed by like you know where you, where you have taken it you know what I mean like uh, uh, it all started from an idea that you wanted to do and now you know you it's a business you know yes. it's a business so that that's really cool so i want people to get to know you a little bit um i remember when back when i think you guys did the first video mm-hmm. um it was live right that's like you were like one of the first ones on there yeah. yeah 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 so i remember seeing that and when you started posting i, I looked you up and i think i i i liked it i think at that point um the page and then i was kind of he told me you were coming on um what was it beginning of the week yeah something yeah, like you that said you booked her and i was like i went back and checked because i still see your your post pop up from my timeline from mm-hmm. time to time and i was like dang <laughs> even and then, then i asked my i asked my fiance too i'm like do you have you heard of this and she's like yeah she i'm like okay can you tell me about it just to see what and she told me what you did i was like okay so she is growing <laughs> like it's a lot more more <laughs> you people. did your research i love that yeah so you yeah. facebook stopped me yeah, no. Well, yeah, uh, it's okay. I do yeah. that all the time. That's my business. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure, like, it's like, okay, she she is growing because if I've heard of her, like, what about 
did she hear, hear about you? And so you're growing, and that's yeah. pretty impressive. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Well, it's thanks to the community, honestly. Yeah, and- yeah, and it, and it's really cool how it works around here. You know, like um, <clears throat> when you start something, there's a lot of people who support you, uh, whether it be like a podcast, uh, you know, your business or whatever, like you want to do. Yeah. There's people out there who will support you, you know, but, Absolutely. but you still got to put in that work. Oh, you know what 100%. I mean? Like, they, they think that this is like, a, we just sit down and that, that's it, but there's editing that goes involved. There's like reaching out to people, booking people, aligning schedules. and There's but, a lot of behind the scenes work that goes into this. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I want people to get to know you. Are you originally from Idaho? No. Mexicana 100%. Oh, yeah? <laughs> when it comes to immigration, I'm a U.S. citizen. No. <laughs> just just, Clarifying. just, just, no, uh, no, just no. in case they're listening to this. Right. Like, no, 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 no. I was born in Guanajuato, Dolores Hidalgo, Guanajuato. Mm-hmm. Um, really proud of my roots. I love my culture. Like I'm like a true Mexican, I think, sometimes. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I was – my dad brought us here when I was four. So imagine that I started kindergarten. Like this Mm. is my life. Idaho is my home. Idaho. It is. So was it just Idaho? You didn't go to a different place and just Idaho. I did um, get a little crazy and moved to California when I was um, 17 Mm -hmm. and realized that that was not the life (laughs) for me. Moved right back to Idaho and appreciated it even more. (laughs) So where, where did you grow up here in Idaho? Roberts. Roberts, Idaho. Do you know Roberts? Yeah, yeah, especially back in the, when back we were growing days. up. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah It yeah. was a little different than it, what it is now. Uh, yeah, that's where I grew up, Roberts, and it was, like, it was a really awesome place to hang out on Sundays. People would go do soccer there. They'd do volleyball. They'd go mm-hmm. to the park. People would be cruising. It was awesome, and yeah. now it's kind of, like, dead. <laughs> I, I feel it's going to it's gonna bloom again, because I work out at Roberts on really? the houses, like, besides where, where I work um there's a lot of houses going up, new houses, and a lot of people are moving in. And That's awesome. I, I think it's going to be cool one day. It's going to be like another, maybe not Isle Falls yet, but I think there's going to be a lot Growing, of more. Yeah. Kind of like Rigby and uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like those areas. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but no, I loved it. And, and it was pretty awesome there because I think that's one of the areas that a lot of the Mexicans went to mm-hmm. and established a home and grew up Um it was really awesome back then, but then, you know, kids start growing up, you start going to school. We had to go to Rigby to go to high school. Mm-hmm. Um, then they started closing what few stores were there, so we had to travel to Idaho Falls to buy our groceries, and then eventually um, they closed kind of like all the stores. And so, Except the one Hispanic store in the corner. El Andante yeah. is still there, yeah. Is it still there? Yeah, El Andante, and then they have Lucy's Pizza. Yeah, I, and I always get Lucy's the... Pizza, <laughs> <laughs> only thing there. <laughs> and yeah. then the gas station, which is owned... Um, they took new ownership and so yeah but i loved it i loved growing up there and especially in small town like or you know small town like roberts you get to know everybody and absolutely which is good and bad you know sometimes it's good and bad because like if you get into some sort of drama everybody knows about that like well you know know, that's (laughs) the first thing people know (laughs) (laughs) no matter what town you're at that's true i mean any town can be a small town but I feel like Idaho Falls or Idaho in general is like really small. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah but like I said, it's good and bad because like, you know, people, but then like also like your private stuff gets out all the time, you know, and then everybody knows about it. And yeah, which is, you know, you know that's not too, that's not such a bad thing. I think that's where, um, honestly, the idea of starting my business came from. Oh, yeah. It was crazy because um, I'll just give a little bit of a recap if you're OK with that. Yeah, yeah. But I. 
<clears throat> I am a mom. I have three kids, and that is the most important thing for me to do, mm-hmm. honest to God. And I took three years kind of off, honestly, from from working for corporate America mm-hmm. to focus on my kids and their health. Um, and then the pandemic happened. And all of a sudden, everyone can work from home where yeah. that's all I wanted. Just let me work from home. I can make things happen. Um, but I got used to making pretty good money. Yeah. You know, um, I think it's super important for us to know our worth and not settle for less. Mm-hmm. And I was doing tons of interviews and people would not hire me. And that was like, what? Like it made me look at the me- look at myself in the mirror and be like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you not hireable? Yeah. And it was not that I wasn't, it was just, honestly, I just think God had a different purpose for me. Yeah. Um, but I thought of the idea of doing Conectate cause I had a lot of people that reached out to me throughout my whole life asking me for referrals. Mm-hmm. Hey, who do you know that does this? Who do you know that does that? Can you come help me? Hey, this happened. How can you help me? So they would, um, reach out to me just naturally to advocate for them. And then I, I had this idea maybe a couple of years ago of like, maybe when I first left my corporate career of thinking, maybe I can turn this into a business. I just had no idea how, mm-hmm. right? And then um, finally, when nobody was hiring me <laughs> and my 401k was running out on my savings and and then the pandemic happened. And so like things got pretty rough. Mm-hmm. And I thought, what am I going to do? And my son, Diamond, at that time, he was he was still pretty sick. And I seriously like had a moment where I just, I remember, I remember this moment so vividly. I was sitting at um, the kitchen island in, in my home and I was on Facebook looking at stuff. And I think I had just responded to another um, potential job mm-hmm. and it, it just didn't happen. And then it just kind of clicked and I was like, oh my God. Okay. So I just said, okay. Like I said this, I was like, okay, God, like seriously, I'm like, God, like, what are you doing? Why are you putting us through this? Like, how come it is so hard for me to find a job? Mm -hmm. Like I am running out of money. Like, you know, this, you know it. And my son is still really sick. So I was, I was frustrated. I'm like, what the hell do you want? Like, if you don't want me to work and you want to use me for something, then, then show me I'm here. Like I'm here, but just provide, Mm -hmm. provide. I'll make it happen. And honestly, like that, like the first thing that came to my mind was like, oh my God, Maria, that means you're going to be exposed. Mm-hmm. I mean, Facebook, I'm exposed, right? I do Facebook lives. I, everything is open to the public. And I felt it in my heart that God said, um, yes, because you should not be ashamed of what you've gone through. Um, what, you know, what your life has been, I think for me is a testimony of what God can do in our lives. Mm-hmm. And so that's when it just kind of like started rolling and then it just started happening. And then that's, that's where it is now. But I want people to like, we'll get more into that, yeah, like yeah. the details of that. Uh, so like you're going to, you're, you're living in Roberts, going to high school in, in Rigby, right? Yep. Did you, what were your plans like in high school? Cause oh my like God. we all have like. <laughs> I all- wanted, well, since I was younger, I always wanted to be an attorney. Okay. Wanted to be an attorney. Um, where people were always asking me to help him translate. Like people would pay my parents. Well, they'd pay me, but they'd ask my parents' permission to take me out of school so yeah. I can go help translate. Um, and at that time, there were not many like uh, official translators. And they had a program at Arizona for three months. Mm-hmm. You'd go and you'd get um, certified and then you'd come back and make decent money. So I was like, Dad, 
can I do that? Like at 17, yeah, I can do this. 16 or 17. I come from a very conservative family. <clears throat> Back in the day, I think things have definitely evolved. And he's like, you go by yourself. <laughs> like hell no. <laughs> Are you crazy? And then I got pretty involved with the church, and they had a and they had a retreat in Spain. I wanted to go so bad, and I couldn't go there. I, I didn't understand law, mm-hmm. and because I was you know not naturalized yet, I mean I didn't consider myself an illegal mm-hmm. immigrant. I just was like, this is my home. Yeah. But legally, the process had not happened. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so anyways, I think just a lot of things like started sticking out to me of like somehow. All of this is going to serve a purpose, but I did. I wanted to be an attorney. That was that was it. I wanted mm-hmm. to be an attorney. And so, you wanting to be an attorney? Did you end up going to like college? Yeah, I went en- to college. En- en- enrolled to be an attorney? No, um, I changed because I started working first, mm-hmm. and I became a mom at a very young age. My oldest, um, I had him when I was eighteen. So. Life changes dramatically and for then, you. Oh, yeah. And so I did. I, I enrolled in school. I actually started working um, in early childhood education, started as a teacher aide, and worked my way to being um, the center coordinator and starting a brand new center in a whole new city with just the funds and find the building, find the staff, find mm-hmm. the clients, find everything. And there was so much work. And that happened when I was 21. And I thought, man. Dang. I can do this at 21. Yeah. Like, I wonder what I could do. Like, I'm done. Like, it was like a life change moment. Like, I quit my job. I moved to Idaho Falls. Mm-hmm. I enrolled for college. And my family was like, are you crazy? <laughs> like, anybody would die to have your position. Mm-hmm. I was like, I just, I think I, I met that. that. That's where. And so I became really passionate about education. Mm-hmm. And I went to school to become a principal. And, and was that difficult? Like, because you said you had a, your, your first at 18. Yes. And when did the second come? Did it come soon after or, no, or was it later? No, like almost eight years later. Okay. So, yeah. How was that? Like going to college, being a first time mom, you know, I don't know if you were in a relationship at the time, but then like enrolling into college, like this is, you have all this going on. Like, Oh my gosh. It was funny actually, believe it or not. So when I went into college, my oldest, I think was five, probably five years old. Mm-hmm. And so the hard part was he just started kindergarten and finding that balance. And then I was um, a server. I was a server because it was pretty flexible with your schedule. And so what I would, it was hard. I was a single mom. We moved to Idle Falls. Like my support system was in Roberts and my son, Jorge, he, I think he had, he he had it hard. I think it was hard for him now that I reflect and I look back Mm. because I would take him to, um, school i would go volunteer a lot during the day that was a point that i made and then um but then i take him to a babysitter in the evenings right so i could go work yeah then i'd pick him up late and then um wake him up late and then put him to bed but wake him up early to go to school so it was it was rough it was really hard um when i went to college my first day in college I didn't go right after high school. So in my mind, college school was like high school. Mm -hmm. And I uh, didn't know I could take my phone in there. I didn't know I could take a coffee. (laughs) It was like, I seriously expected it so rigid. And when I realized how awesome it was, like, it was awesome. Yeah, because that was one thing one of my professors said that they're like, you're the one paying to be here. Yeah. You know, like you 
if you want to mess around and like not come to class or uh, be on your phone the whole time, that's that's on you. Right. You, right. you know, like, to, like every every first like generation that goes like to college, like the first class, they tell you that. I remember this exact same like um, what would you call it? like lecture? They tell you that mm-hmm. it's like do whatever you want. Like if you don't do your work, and I'm like, man. This is nothing like high school. Because right? <laughs> yeah. in high school, they're like, hey, you have to do this. Hey, you have to do, do this. In college, you're like, well, here's the assignment. You know, do and it I, if you want. <laughs> and I think that is awesome. I think that's super awesome because it gives, it really, I think the part I liked about college was that it helps you become um, responsible, right? Mm-hmm. Like take initiative. Yeah. Um, and then another part is it helps expand your mind, grow to think of, different possibilities. Oh yeah. I liked, I liked that. And I loved being involved in student government. So I got, we got involved in student government. We did Almas. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we did other clubs, Latino clubs. And then we formed a organization. It was called Latino intercollegiate leaders of Idaho, where all of the leaders in the colleges around Idaho that are Latinos would get together Um maybe every three months or two months and we'd meet at a certain college and then we'd address issues that are happening in the Latino community. And I think since then, like it's always kind of been there. Like it's, I don't know, everything I've done has been focused um, with the Latino community. Yeah. And helping, you know what I mean? Cause yes. what, what was, I, I remember the, the Almas group, but what, what was that exactly? Almas. It's a, so it was an organization in Idaho state university and I can't think of the, um, I can't think of the Allied Latinos Association. I don't remember it. <laughs> what, what we would do, honestly, is we would go to different um, high schools and we would talk and mentor the youth. Because I don't know if you guys had it when um, you guys were younger, but I didn't have anybody ever, ever talk to me about the possibility of going to college. Mm-hmm. And excuse my language, I thought that was bullshit. Yeah. And I'm like, why? Why? Yeah. Um, our parents don't know any better. They have no idea. You know, I'm going to be so candid and, and forgive my ignorance, but I didn't know about financial aid. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and for me, I thought that was like, oh, my God. Like, if, if I don't know, any, like, the basics, mm-hmm. can you imagine anybody else? And so we made it a point to, like, nobody's not going to go to college because – they don't know. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I was trying to do like a influence, right? The, the Latino um, youth to believe in themselves yeah. and see that they can do better. Yeah. Cause it, it, it's hard for like, especially if your parents are, they came from Mexico, they don't speak a lot of English. And cause I remember at, a long time ago, we would have to translate like stuff. We didn't even know what we were translating. <laughs> you know, like, you know, like, no, oh. for real. No, <laughs> it's true. I was like, they said something like this. Uh, I think this, and uh, like, you're trying to translate for my, your parents. Uh, one cool thing. As you're nine years old. Yeah. <laughs> if not younger. True. And, and, true. And one thing that helped my dad a lot. So he's pretty fluent in uh, English now, but that's because he told us growing up, he's like, only talk to me in English, even if oh, I don't wow. understand. So now it's weird because I'll talk to my dad in, in English always. I don't know. I'm just so used to it now. Right. And my mom is Spanish. Ah. And people are like, why do you talk to your dad in, Sp- in English? I'm just so accustomed to like right. talking to him in English. But he's gotten the hang. Like if you talk to him in English, he can un- understand yeah. you just fine. And you speak it just fine. That's uh, awesome. There's some yeah. words, of course, that don't go where they're supposed Even to. for but, us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm like, what do you say? What did you say? <laughs> yeah. So that was a, that, that's really cool that you guys did that because... 
like I said, you don't know unless somebody tells you. And exactly. if they don't know how to speak the language that you speak, like, how are they going to be like, hey, like he can get financial aid or right. he, he should do this. He should do that. He has these options. Yeah. Because especially if you were a. There was like scholarships for Hispanics. If yes. you were like Hispanic, if your parents worked in the potato fields yeah. and, and, and things like that. And I didn't even know. Agriculture. Uh, yeah. And not, not a lot of people do know that stuff. So I thought that was really cool that you guys were doing that. Cause I remember you, you guys were, I can't remember exactly. I, I, I remember you guys had those, like those, those blue shirts. Yeah. Was it, was it like, like a blue shirt? Uh, that we changed them right from yeah. time to time. And I'm sure that back in the day, um, I think we were one of the first ones. I mean, I'm older, so <laughs> yeah, because uh, so it evolved, and I love to see other people take the baton and just go with it. Yeah, and uh, it's funny that you bring that up because, like, it it all like comes back. You know what I mean? Like, what you're doing now, it's still like what you were doing here, but not. And then you went to college for like to help people. You know? Yeah. It wasn't just Hispanic. You you were going to college to be a principal. You said right? Well, I changed. Yeah. See, I changed <laughs> twice, and I studied political science oh so yeah so i did and then i actually was then by that time when i was done with college i had three kids <laughs> yeah it how was, was crazy how, how's that oh my three hell. kids oh, school and i'm hard. sure you had work yeah uh, and she said she volunteered a lot too yeah. i did okay yeah. so that was i think that's one of the things is um i'll just share a little bit of everything it was really hard um i think it was awesome until my son Diamond was born. Mm-hmm. And when he was born, he was born blind. Mm-hmm. And I thought, what the hell? Like, this this doesn't happen. Like, mm-hmm. I, I still remember I had, um, you know, I kept climbing the ladder, the ladder. But I think God had a purpose. I'm not going to lie. I was greedy. I was greedy in a status, mm-hmm. right? Because that's what society imposes. Oh, yeah. And I think just God wanted to humble me and was like, no, you're going to go the different route. And, um, so when diamond was born, I felt something cause I already had studied early childhood education. Mm-hmm. Um, I realize now why it's so important for me to talk and help other people mm-hmm. share their story. Cause that's what people do in connect that they And, um, it's because I asked the doctor several times to refer me to, there was something wrong and they're like, no, it's normal. It's normal. Kids, you know, have lazy eyes when they're born, whatever. Finally, a PA referred me to Primary Children's Hospital. We went. I remember that day. Diamond was four months old. And I was in the office. And the doctor's like, oh, yeah, your son is blind. Well, first he said he has um, optic nerve hypoplasia. I'm like, huh? It's <laughs> <laughs> a Spanish word. Come again? Yeah. What's the Spanish word for that? <laughs> and then he's like, his nerves didn't develop. Um, his optic nerves didn't develop. And so... I was like, okay, well, what does that mean? He's like, he's blind. I'm like, you're shitting me, right? Like, oh, I bet that one, like, here, just hearing that. Oh, hey, yeah, you're yeah. Like, honestly, he said that, but my, I, my, my mind went. I went into like, just thinking of all of the things that he would be missing out on. Yeah. And that was so hard. And I just thought, okay. And he said, all he can do is he can, um, his pupils dilate to light, so he knows there's a difference when it's there's light and when it's dark. I'm like, and that's it? He's like, that's it. And I'm like, why? Like, why? Right? And you start questioning why. Why? Like, what did I do when I was pregnant? Did something go wrong? Could I have taken better care of myself? Or why God? Like, I still, um, not anymore, but till recently, I think I finally accepted a lot of the things that have happened. And he 
inspires me like no other, right? My mm-hmm. son, he's just like, oh my God. And I think that he serves a huge purpose in, um, in what I do. Mm-hmm. And, but so when we came back from the doctor appointment, um, they referred us to, um, the school for the deaf and the blind where they do some play therapy and stuff just to get started. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the hardest part because I had just taken the day before I had just taken a job at Idaho state university running the early um, childhood mm-hmm. uh, program. And they paid a hundred percent of my school. Okay. They paid a hundred percent of my um, insurance, everything. And I just was like, Oh, Wow. And I honestly, like the next day I went and did research on the computer about blindness. And this is so vivid to me still to this day. Like, I think it was God just talking to me. Right. And he, um, so I looked up about blindness and then I found a quote and I remember that it was God talking to an angel Mm. or the angel talking to God, talking about the children that they were going to send to the people down to earth. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And they said, okay, so right now we're going to send this girl, um, to this mom and dad And, you know, they've been wanting a baby for a while. So um, we're going to send this girl and they're going to be amazing parents. Perfect. And then it said, and um, to this mom, we're going to send her a blind child. Mm -hmm. And then the angel's like, why God? Like, she is going to be mad at you. And he's like, she will. She will be for a bit and then she'll she'll get over it. And then the angel's like, "Um, are you sure you want to send her? someone that's blind because she has no patience. And then in the, in the poem, God responded, that's exactly the type of mom this child needs Mm -hmm. so that she can help him do something and get somewhere. And I think now that I reflect back, like it hits me because I can only imagine someone that is a little bit more patient, a little bit more calmer. Um, maybe not, um, what's the word? Uh, I don't know. I feel like I've advocated for him a lot Mm -hmm. for all of my kids. And even at that, I don't get hurt sometimes. Mm -hmm. And it is so frustrating. And so I think maybe that's how God is shaping everything to work out to where I'm at now, to where we're at now as a family. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was hard. And get this, a couple weeks later or a month later, I found out I'm pregnant with my third. Oh, day. So... It's like three, four weeks after I find out Diamond is blind. So, I mean, my, my life is upside down. Um, you know, their dad and I split up. Mm-hmm. And, oh, my God, we're having another one, and, but we're split up. This, is, this can't be happening. Poor nurse, I still remember her. Um, we did, like, three pregnancy tests, and they all came back like they wouldn't show anything. So, I'm like, oh, they're invalid, right? Yeah. And I didn't go thinking I was pregnant. I was going to like do some birth control, but they have to do that. And then um, that was on a Friday and she said, come back Monday. I really can't do anything until we get a negative pregnancy test. I said, fine. I guess (laughs) I go back and she sits me down. She sits me down. She said, how do you feel about being pregnant? I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) Like, do you not know that I just, um, I just got told that my son is blind and like, why are you asking me this? Like, okay. Like my first thought is like, I don't want my other child to be sick. Mm-hmm. Cause I thought maybe it's genetics. I'm not sure. Right. Yeah. So I was like, and no, like their dad and I are split up. Like this just it can't happen. No, it just can't <laughs> happen. Don't. 
And she said, well, um, I bought a new batch of tests, but when you left, I want you to see this. They were all positive. Oh, dang. <laughs> I was like, no. I'm like, they don't work. And we did more tests and they turned out positive. I was in denial and I feel like the worst mom ever. And I'm like, and I started doing research, right? Mm -hmm. Trying to feed my brain what I wanted it to think. And I thought it was a, there's a name for a type of pregnancy where your body thinks you're pregnant. It produces a pregnancy hormones. The tests come out positive. The blood test comes out positive. So they had a blood test done. Mm -hmm. I mean, I put the doctors through a lot. And then finally they're like, hey, we're getting you an ultrasound. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay. And we go get the ultrasound and there's a heartbeat. And I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. Like it was beautiful, but it was like, what the hell am I going to do? I ended up quitting my career Mm -hmm. um, because Diamond had to be to appointments like, Five, six, seven times a week. Oh, wow. um, and it was a lot. And obviously he was a priority. And I seriously, like, uh, stopped doing everything except school. And I remember I started going to counseling. Mm-hmm. And I told my counselor, I said, I feel like I don't, I feel like I'm not living. Like, I, I, I don't feel like I have a purpose. Mm-hmm. Because I volunteered a lot. I did a lot with work. And then I did a lot at the university. And I quit everything, the school and my kids. Mm -hmm. And she said, hold on. She said, you're telling me that the most important job in the world um, is what you have right now. Raising adults to be productive members of society is a waste of time. Not a waste of time, but like, it's not that important to you. Mm -hmm. She said, you have to embrace that because you are doing the most important job in the world. I'm like, oh, Oh my God, I am. Mm-hmm. Because I think we get lost and think that um, we have to have a title, we have to climb the corporate ladder, we mm-hmm. whatever it might be, and that's what gives you value. And oh, so, no. so things started changing dramatically, and it, it was it was hard. So I had a question about like when you found out that you were pregnant, were you scared? Because oh my God, <laughs> you just you found out that Diamond, it's Diamond, right? Diamond, that, yeah, that's, that was born blind, uh-huh. and now you find out you're pregnant. That were you, were the, you scared like oh shit like is my child gonna be sick yeah like yeah if something's gonna come out yeah like, that, that was my number one concern immediately because i was like we don't know why it's one of those things that happen is what the doctor tells me a diamond and i just thought I, I i don't think i can do another child with like so many health challenges mm-hmm. and obviously i you know, I don't believe in abortion, so that was not an option. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just prayed to God that my baby was healthy, you know. And thank God, she's yeah. very healthy. <laughs> she's healthy. I'm having some challenges now. We'll get into that later. But um, uh, I think if um, Amadi was not born, I think Daimu would have been super depressed and lonely. Because mm-hmm. he was really, um, he's autistic. And he was really sad a lot and just overwhelmed. And and she just grabbed him and, like, would play with him. Like, she just, I think she it was meant to be born at the time. She was meant to be born um, to just complete our family. Mm-hmm. And I'm so thankful to God for that. But, yeah, I was beyond scared. Yeah. And I just thought this is, like, ridiculous, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I could imagine, like, just being terrified after finding, like, 
you know, you just got told your son is blind and now you're about to have another one. <gasps> yeah. How old, how old was um, Diamond when you had your youngest? What's well, like <laughs> 13, the age? 13 months old. Dang. So they're close. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Trying to, trying to have like, he was, so he was really young when you found out and then having mm-hmm. another baby. Yeah. It was, it was insane. Like it was crazy. Did you, uh, so, I mean, you're going through all this and you're, you said you're still in school, right? Yeah. Like, what did you end up graduating? Like, what was your, you got your bachelor's? In, yeah, and, I got my bachelor's okay. and that was it. Um, and it was in political science Okay, and that was in 2007. And I think I started school in 2006. So it took me six or 2001. So it took me six years. Okay. Cause you were mixing between like full-time and like part-time. I would take, um, I, I actually did full-time almost always, but I took, um, I think maybe two semesters off. Okay. And then I never did any of the summer school. Summer classes. No, I just thought like, that's insane. That's too much school. So (laughs) after you graduated, did you get a job in that field of your degree or did you go and do something different? You know, um, I was volunteering a lot and it was crazy because I had these high hopes of changing the world and making an impact. And, and when I started volunteering, I started seeing the reality of, politics Mm -hmm. and it was so i don't know like i i remember thinking i just wasted six years of my life going into politics Mm -hmm. because there's so much favoritism um it's really not for the people it becomes of who who leads these organizations who's on the board it becomes their interest and the people's interest are left Mm-hmm. That's what I was able to see. And it was so deceiving. Like, and I think I went through, I don't think, I know I went through like a moment where I lost myself and, and I fell almost to rock bottom. Mm-hmm. And I thought like, what am I going to do with my life? Like all of this, everything that I thought I was doing, like it's not, mm-hmm. I, I'm not. And I even talked to a friend the other day and she said, I remember you had just graduated and gotten your bachelor's degree in political science and we all had high hopes for you and, and then you go and and mess up because i did i messed up mm-hmm. and i just thought you know it was a really rough time in my life and i remember back then like being so embarrassed and ashamed and now i'm like that's that's part of life like that's yeah. just we are people we do make mistakes and and we have to learn to forgive ourselves and and hopefully take those experiences and make them better. Mm-hmm. It, you don't have to answer if you don't want to. It, what was that that got you to like close to rock bottom? If oh god, I think I think just everything. You know, like um, because that I, way I, I was pretty. I was pretty. I think you know going in to college having this crazy awesome expectation, working so hard at it, then. Um, the situations with, you know, my, my son, the situation with not being with their dad and Mm. being single and they were my choices, my choices more than anything. Um, and then getting out of college and then being like, what a waste of time. I seriously think, um, it was just me, uh, dealing with my stress and everything that was going on in the real negative way instead of, Choosing things that are helpful, mm-hmm. healthier. So I would drink. I would drink a lot. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. It was not awesome, actually. <laughs> you thought it was awesome back then, right? Yeah. And um, 
And I think I had so much anger and so much hate. It was awful. It was mm. awful. Um, and honestly, it came that I was charged with a battery on an officer. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that experience humbled me dramatically because, because I was really greedy and I was very, um, what is the word? Entitled, I think I was entitled just because of the where I was at right back then in the in the career part mm-hmm. and in my involvement. And it was a way of God saying, like, no, you need to learn to be humble. Yeah. And it was it was an experience that um changed my life. I definitely became more humble. I definitely um realized that there's consequences to our actions because it didn't just end there. Like mm-hmm. I was, um, you know, I was a resident, a U.S. resident, and then I traveled a lot to Mexico. And when, one of the times when I came back in, um, immigration detained me with my kids, took my kids, and they um, kept me there, uh, saying that I entered illegally. Wow. Because of what had happened five years ago, even though that was already taken care of with the law mm-hmm. um, and everything was done. They're like, well, yeah, that's, that's, um, that's not federal law. Like, so it's, I'm like, this is double jeopardy. (laughs) It was crazy. No, it's been, it's been a lot. Yeah. See, and and it's good that you, like people get to know these things because everyone sees the end result, what you're doing now, but they don't realize like we've all go through like ups and downs. It's not the easiest, like the most like road to get to wherever you're at. It's been hell. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's funny. Uh, have you ever seen that picture where they're like, uh, "What success? What you think it looks like?" And it's like oh, a yes. straight road. Yes, yes. But what it actually is is like uh, this drawing that goes all over the place. Exactly. And, and I mean, you probably get the same thing too. Like I don't feel like I've even touched anything like I want to do. You know what I mean? Like oh yeah, especially like with your with your company. And so like talking about stuff like this, I like people to hear it just because they can see. Oh, okay. Like you can see like where her hustle comes from. It's not like, Oh, like one day I'm just going to be like, Hey, I'm going to start something. Cause we get that all the time. There's people all the time that want to start a business, want to start something. And they think it's easy and they ends up, they end up getting frustrated. So they end up stopping. Right. But they don't see like all the behind the scenes for your, you, like you reaching out to people, talking to people, getting things lined up. They think it's easy, but it's not easy. Like when you constantly have to do it and, like and get turned down yeah and the work that goes into it especially in the beginning like <laughs> yes. when nobody knows anything about it it is a lot of work so we'll get to that one here in a little bit but i know you you had a corporate job too you yes. know uh, for a, a big company around mm-hmm. here uh what did you do for them i was a personal development coach so i was over the hispanic market mm-hmm. in the united states and I helped um, Hispanics and Latinos build their own business. And I would coach them. Mm-hmm. Um, it was one of the most rewarding things I've done in my whole life. Um, very thankful. I think I personally believe that we have a God-given um, talent and that we need to be serving. Mm-hmm. I believe that. Um, 
and how better to be serving and getting paid really good for it. <laughs> and, but, and loving it. And, and it was awesome because we were able to talk about God. We were able to talk about these real things. Mm-hmm. Like they would share their stories with me and it just, oh my God, it was just so yeah. beautiful. Like realizing that everybody has a story oh, yeah. and everybody has their ups and downs. Um, I absolutely loved it. I climbed the corporate ladder for being a Latina. Um, in that organization, it was not easy. Mm-hmm. Um, it was easy for me, I think, but I think I had amazing mentors. And um, I blessed, you know, people just responded well to me. Yeah. Like they, they would trust me and they would listen. And I, and I loved it. It gave me such a purpose, such a purpose. Um, and then we opened Mexico. And when we opened Mexico, it was so eye-opening for me mm-hmm. because the people in Mexico are so educated. Oh, yeah. They all have, not all, but, you know, a lot of them have, like, bachelor's and master's degree. And, I mean, they taught me how to speak Espanol. Because <laughs> I was like, porque sí, hablaba Espanol no de la manera correcta, porque mis papás nunca fueron a la escuela. Mm-hmm. And then when they would teach me like, no se dice, no se dice parqueadero, se dice estacionamiento. No oh. se dice troca, se dice camioneta, no, right? And different things like that. I'm like, well, I feel ignorant. <laughs> I usually I'm a little bit smart, but it was beautiful to see and remind me why our parents left mm-hmm. their country. Because here are people with bachelor's and master's and doctorate degrees that are earning like, hardly nothing because there's no jobs. They can't work in the field that they want. Mm -hmm. And then here comes an opportunity and they just blow up. Mm -hmm. Um, It was so inspiring. Yeah. And I thought, wow. And, and I did that for almost a decade. And then with my corporate career, that's when, uh, uh, um, 2015, 2016, my son diamond developed epilepsy, Mm -hmm. which is, a disease I hate, hate, hate. I never knew about epilepsy. And I just thought, you're kidding me, right? Like, it's not enough with what he's gone through. Mm -hmm. And that is by far the worst thing that um, we've dealt with his health, I think, is the epilepsy part. Mm -hmm. And then um, it started progressively getting worse, worse, worse. And I kept, you know, climbing the corporate ladder. I got promoted to start working then with uh, the English market and leading... uh, one of the regions in the English market. And and I just felt like it was, like I could not be in two places at once. Mm-hmm. And and then my son kept getting like different medication thrown at him. Um, he became psychotic. Um, he would like try to jump out of the vehicle. Oh, when we were going, he would jump, you know, try to jump. We have a two-story home. He would try to jump out of his bedroom window, which is the top story, um, throw himself down the stairs. Like it was crazy and um and I just thought I can't do this like I need to make a change and it was so scary because mm-hmm. I they took such good care of me mm-hmm. and uh but I just thought like it's I'm not driven by money um and if it's costing my kids you know if it's co- if it's a cost for the family uh it just that's a deal breaker yeah. immediately and I prayed about it and I talked to my family. And then one day I just was like, I'm done. I'm and done. Just left. I left. And they, they wanted to make it work, which is awesome. Beautiful, right? 
all of my vacation days, I won't say all, but most of my vacation days were used for doctor appointments. And mm-hmm. so I really didn't have like a break. And and I left and it felt really good to breathe, actually. Yeah. I remember the first week I was like, oh my God, like this is like the first time I get to enjoy summer with my kids. Mm-hmm. We go to walk the river. Um, I can go out to eat with them. You know, we'd go. It felt so good to not be stuck to a schedule. Yeah. And um, the week after, I think I lost like 10 pounds. Freaky now. I was like, okay, now what the hell are you going to do for money? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, wait, did I make the right choice? You know, you start questioning everything. Mm-hmm. Um, in the end, it was definitely the right choice. I was able to take him to three different hospitals nationwide. Um, and it was it was bad because a lot of the doctors were telling us that that his seizures were made up, that it was his anxiety, that they weren't real. They were telling you that he was faking what he was mm-hmm. doing. And that I and that I was um encouraging that. Oh. And I and I, I bet kept, you that's frustrating. Yes. And, and this is where I start thinking. I'm doing a lot of stuff with like uh energy work and raking and everything and um and um your throat chakra, right? Like I, I always need to work on that. Like I realize that I have always kind of been suppressed in a way mm-hmm. and not heard. And that's why it's so important for me to help other people be heard. Cause I don't want them to go through what I went through. Mm-hmm. And, and my son, I could see him like he was honest to God. I, he was like withering away and it was awful. And I just thought like, I don't ever, ever, ever want to like not feel like I did everything in my power to help him. And God forbid that, you know, something happened to him. Like I would not forgive myself for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we finally got into the Cleveland clinic in Ohio and it was crazy. I went, checked him in and we were going to, they, we just bought a one way ticket cause mm-hmm. they didn't know when they were going to send us back, oh. which was awesome. Cause yeah. they're like, you can be here maybe three days, maybe 10 days, maybe 15 days. Like, mm-hmm. because we're going to get answers for you yeah. and they're known. They're very well known for, for helping people with epilepsy. Mm-hmm. And so I get there, you know, um, with diamond and he, uh, I check him in to the, to the epilepsy monitoring unit where they start connecting the electrodes to his brain. And they're so awesome and generous that, you know, we got to stay, uh, I got to stay at the Ronald McDonald house for a little bit just to go shower. And so I went back to the Ronald McDonald house to take things. And when I came back, the nurse is like, um, okay, so, those seizures that you say he's having or we think are seizures, how are they? And I'm like, um, he starts mumbling things, doesn't make sense, and then just starts making these weird noises and it looks like he's going to pass out. And she said, okay. She said, he just had one. And I said, oh, and? I said, was he connected? Because that's the part that, you know, you have to connect the, you have to have the electrodes connected to the brain to see if it's if it's their, their seizure waves. Mm-hmm. And that's something they had never been able to capture. She said, I, we got it and I will let you know later. I'm going to send it to the doctor. I'm like, okay. And they come back the next morning. They're like, Hey, so your son had a seizure right away when you got here. Like I said, that was a seizure. It was crazy to feel happy about it, but it was nice to get answers. Yeah. That you weren't making it up. We're not fucking crazy. I mean, (laughs) we are a little sometimes. (laughs) I think it's like the most frustrating part, trying to find an answer and you can't get what you want. Uh, yeah. yeah, I have a problem with that, and yeah. I'm learning to be better at it. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. learning to to no, and then other people telling you that it's not 
even though you know there's something. But yeah, and like you're like, why would I make this up? <laughs> yes, like exactly. I'm, I'm here just to give you money to. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was expensive too. Trying to find answers. Oh, it's very. Just, just and, so and, for someone to tell you, like. Super. And we are highly, highly blessed to have him. You know, we've had dual insurances, sometimes three insurances on him. Almost everything's covered. If not, there's uh, programs that help. Um, and I didn't know all of this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know all of this. And I thought that that has been a, been a blessing. Um, and we've tried things that, you know, insurance doesn't cover and invested in it because we were desperate. Like, Fix him. <laughs> yeah, because uh, it, it's it's funny you bring that up that there's programs out there for like yeah. for kids. Uh, because I was actually in a program when I was younger because of my club talent. Right. And my parents got lucky that there was a, a lady who she was white, but she spoke Spanish, a little bit of Spanish, and she was able to tell my parents about the program. The program and I got put into it. it like they so. If you listen to or watch these videos of like, you know, those home videos from a long time ago, mm-hmm. I'm talking and I don't even understand what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Really? Like, you struggle to I, enunciate. Yeah. So I had to go and like take classes. Uh, speech. The speech classes. And then I was in like special classes in uh, in school too wow. as well because I had problems like, uh, you know, just saying different, you know, the vowels and stuff. Uh, one th- so in Spanish, I struggle with my R's because the top of my mouth is shaped different uh-huh. and I can't really roll the R. So I'll like stutter and people are like, oh, you need to work on your Spanish. I'm like, no, no, you- <laughs> fool. I just have something else going on. <laughs> I was like, it, it, like, I know what I'm trying to say, but I'm like struggling to say it because it's those it's always those R's. The, the top of my mouth is a little different, but there's programs out there for people, uh, especially like the Hispanics that don't know. And yes. I think that's why it's cool that you're doing that. And you get to realize like throughout this whole time, you haven't even started connected, but you're like realizing that there's this, there's that, you yeah. know, and that's what you're doing now is like sharing that to people. Yes. Like, especially the Hispanic uh, community, because there's people who come from Mexico have no idea, you know, and they just, they think, Oh, this is what we're supposed to do. There's no program. We're supposed to pay all everything out of pocket. But there's programs for everything. And do you know it's not just people from Mexico? I had um, an attorney reach out to me the other day asking me for help um, with their child and similar stuff with epilepsy. And we think we have to be strong all the time. Mm-hmm. And this parent broke down. Like, she's she's a strong person. Yeah. And then she said, so when do you start getting worried? Like, does it ever get better? And I said, you know, I asked myself the same thing. And and I said, you know, I worried about this and I worried, I worried I was going to lose my son. I worried that his, the next seizure might be the seizure where he died. Mm -hmm. Honest to God, like that's where I was. Mm -hmm. And, and I was paranoid still to this day. I have a little bit of trauma. I hear him like make a little bit of sound and I'm like, you know, run. Are you okay? Like, Like, do we need to get the emergency medicine? Um, and she broke down and started crying and she said, nobody understands this part. And I said, it's okay. You don't have to be strong. Like these are real fears that we have and it's okay to talk to someone about it. And then I explained the programs that I was able to find and Mm -hmm. said how, and I connected her to the people that could help her. Um, her son is not there yet at the severity level, but at least she knows and, what she can do. And then I just talked to another mom who mm-hmm. reached out to me to help her with her business mm-hmm. to promote it on Conectate. And God is so good. Like we realized that she has two children with, you know, 
severe complex needs mm-hmm. and um and just the different programs and how people tell her they're not babysitters for her kids and mm-hmm. I'm like that's their damn job like <laughs> first of all they can't talk to you like that don't mm-hmm. allow them to they're getting paid mm-hmm. second of all we're going to figure this out cuz I don't know it's just weird how it starts mm-hmm. things just start coming together yeah and so that's that's I love love what I do yeah so you said you started uh you started it in during the pandemic right mm, so in I actually officially registered it in November of last year okay of 2019 or 2020 2020 okay so I registered it last year um and then I launched in February 2021. Okay, okay. But there was a lot of work that was being done mm-hmm. right before then. Um, and I have to share something. I want to share something. Okay. So I lost I lost myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm an extremist, which I'm learning to find that to be balanced. And right, I went from like being this really amazing corporate um, coach mm-hmm. to being an amazing mom. I think I am. And I stopped, I stopped going out. Um, if my kids didn't want to do anything, I wouldn't do anything. My sisters tried to come and have an intervention with me. They're like, we think you need to get a job. Mm-hmm. We think you need to go here. My friends are like, Hey, we're going to um, get together for a birthday party. Come over. I'm like, I'll see if the kids want to go. Mm-hmm. Like, even if they don't want to go, like, come. And I'm like, no, like now, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. And, um, Maybe it was uh, me trying to overcompensate. I'm not sure. Well, I think I'm sure now. But what I ended up doing was I took a trip to Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. And I booked it for like almost 20 days. I did it on a whim. I asked my brother if he wanted to come. He's like, let's go. And I'm like, yes, we're going. (laughs) I'm like, I don't want kids to come. Right? I want some time to myself. My oldest son, Jorge. um, I asked him if he would watch Diamond and Amari, he said yes. Mm -hmm. And then, like, as the time came closer, I was like, I'm canceling my trip. (laughs) I'm not going. I'm not going. I'm not going. And then Jorge's like, okay, you have to go now. Because if you don't go now, you're going to launch your business. Then you're not going to have time. Mm -hmm. I'm not working. I'll be home. Um, School's a little slow. Like, uh, we don't know what's going to happen with school because of the pandemic, right? And so he's like, just go. Like, go. And I said, well... Um, he said, what would be the difference? Like, what if you were at work and he had a seizure? What's mm-hmm. the difference? Yeah. And I'm here home with him. I said, um, I'm across. <laughs> I'm in the middle of the ocean and I can't get here fast enough. Yeah. And he said, we have it all figured out. Yeah. Just go. And the day that I was leaving, he had a seizure. Oh, wow. And so I was like, ah, oh, it's a sign from God. <laughs> Don't go. And so we went and got all these tests done. His neurologist and I talked and, uh, ended up going and it was exactly what I needed to have time to myself mm-hmm. and realize that I had lost myself. Mm-hmm. I had lost myself and I had lost kind of like the direction of where I was going when I was doing, you know, I totally shut myself off to the world and, um, and realized that it was okay for me to have time to myself to not have to have my kids with me all the time. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it was something that really opened a part of a healing journey. And I started 
I think I'm taking people through my healing journey. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was doing really good spiritually, started doing better spiritually, like mm-hmm. just being in tune with God, being more present in the church, trying to get more answers. Um, and then after that, like I just started socializing, right? So then I started really getting out there and meeting people. Um, I had already been doing counseling for like two years because I was like, uh, I've already almost hit rock bottom at bottom for not doing this. And I don't, I don't want this to yeah. happen. And my counselor has been amazing right throughout the whole process. Um, it's just been a beautiful, beautiful journey to see. And I think that's kind of what I want to share with mm-hmm. people too. It's like, you don't have to stay where you're at. Yeah. I promise you. Especially if you're not happy. Yeah. Especially if you're not happy, like you could have stayed content, like with your corporate job, but like you said, you weren't. Oh God, it, I was suffocating. Yeah, like suffocating. And, but and people don't realize that if you're not happy, you can change your situation. Like, yes, you, it takes we some work. We have the power exactly. to do it. Some people just get they they fear that like, what if it doesn't work? You know, because like I mean that happens. We've all failed in multiple things. Yes, and. and- yeah. To to think like even like uh these billionaires if you think they their first idea worked, you know. No. Like, no, no, no. No. Yes. And, and and you know what? I was scared. I I so I opened in November and I'm like, "Okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it." I I procrastinated. Mm-hmm. Because of the, I had the fear. I thought, "Oh my god, what are people going to say? Mm-hmm. Oh, you're going to be judged. You're going to be criticized. What if they say no?" What if you fail? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, right? Like that would go through my mind. And then one day I'm like, what if? Like, just do it. Like, yeah. just what the hell? Like, it's not like you're doing anything else. <laughs> so if you don't go for it, you're not going to know, Maria. Just like stop talking shit to yourself and start doing it. And then I started doing a lot of meditation. I started going to an amazing doctor who recommended that I do meditation. I just thought, Dude, I'm here, like I'm here for you to treat me. Mm-hmm. Why are you asking me to do meditation? I now understand why. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really it's it's just changing your mindset. Yeah, surrounding yourself by like-minded people. Oh yeah. Um, and honestly, learning to shut off the the outside noise that does not serve you. Yeah. But but going for it. So, what is your your goal with Connectate? Because it's wow. still it's still fairly new. Yes, it is. It is growing. Uh, but I mean, we all have. Because I want to get on record what your goal is now. Because like, what if it like changes? Changes because that's, that's how it. Right, ev- it does. everything changes. So um, I have several goals now. I actually, um, my goal is for Conectate to be the one stop place for people of underserved communities that they know that they can go there to find the resources and the help that they need. Because, um, yes, I do marketing, um, for businesses cause I have to figure out how to make money. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do business consulting for businesses. So what I do is I have businesses, um, you know, bigger clients and that want to serve, um, the communities that I represent and if there's something that's lacking, then they can hire me and I help them with that par- process because people respond to me. I'm just highly blessed like that. Mm-hmm. And then um, advocacy, right? Like somebody comes to me and they're like, I'm struggling with this and we figure out how to make it work. Um, 
So I want to be able to have people know that Conectate is going to be the place that's going to connect them to the resources and referrals that they need. Mm-hmm. Um, I want companies to know that we are the liaison for these communities and we want to work with you. Um, I have been contacted by several people out of state, out of the country. Mm-hmm. They want to start doing what I'm doing. So I've thought about it, not sure where it's going to go or how it's going to be, um, how we can start spreading outside of Idaho. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's still like to be determined. Yeah. Um, but honestly, I just want to be able to start having the Latino community rise in mm-hmm. the area that we're in, start highlighting Latinos such as you um, and others that have so much to offer mm-hmm. um, and letting people know we're here, we're present and helping parents with children with special needs get the resources that they, that they need, mm-hmm. know that they're out there. It's really just trying to figure out how we can all work together um, versus having what do they say different communities so i don't know if that answered your question might have gone off topic no no it it, <laughs> it, it, it does because you you can't you can't say a, an exact plan because like like we talked about it earlier everything changes yeah you know like initially when you started you probably only thought hey like i'm gonna keep this in idaho but then you get people from outside of the state who reach out to you and you're like Maybe I can branch out. Like, how am I going to do it? And like, it's all these little things like behind the scenes that nobody right. sees that you're trying to do all this stuff. And it changes. Like, everything changes. Like, your your goals, your in- initial vision. I remember when I started media in the beginning, it started from a YouTube channel. It's awesome. You, you know what I mean? Like, and the, people ask me, Logo, how come you don't do those videos anymore? I was like, because... It's evolved. It led me to this. Like, this is what I like to do. This is what, like... And I just want to say congratulations. You sharing your story of struggling to speak and not having people understand you. And now, <laughs> now I do. hosting this amazing <laughs> podcast of Mesclav Moguls. Like, yeah. props to you. No, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, it, it. not a lot of people know, like, I went through those classes or... Um, and you it, know, it's okay to share. Oh, yeah. You and I have talked about this. Oh, like, yeah. this is the first time I really open up mm. about and the, a lot the, of reality. Yeah, that, that's why I like to ask the questions that people avoid answering Mm -hmm. but it's a crucial part in their journey oh yeah you know what i mean like a lot of people like oh well they never went through like a huge down yeah they did you know like they just don't share it share it because (laughs) some people will be like oh well she did that you know but like once you share it and it's weird how it works like you just feel better sharing it and you're like it's out here (sighs) This is this is what happened. But you this can is breathe. Wh- but this is where I'm at. You right. know, like, I'm like, not that same person. Exactly. That's and, not who I am. Yeah, and like we all evolve. So I, I think that's a big thing. And I'm I, I really appreciate what you're doing it like for the community just because I've seen it uh with other people struggling like in with Hispanics or whatever race. Uh, I'm sure later on you'll expand to like different languages. Oh, uh, of course. Because there's everyone needs help. Exactly. And it and it's cool because I've seen it firsthand like when People don't know because they don't understand the language. They yes. don't know their, what's out there like to help them, uh, where they can go. And a lot of people are on Facebook now. And like that's where you it's do exactly a lot. exactly of- what I was like. How the hell am Everything. I going to do this? And I'm like, so my mom got a Facebook account. I'm like, 
yeah. this is it. <laughs> yeah, see, and I remember when Facebook first came out, my uh, my mom and parents are like, no, nah, that's like, yeah. it's this, this and that, you know, like, we're not going to do it. Now they have accounts, you know. <laughs> and they're not off of them either. Yeah. They're always on there. They're always on there. Because yeah. and, and that's and it's, how they get their information. It is because they, they, so my parents are from a small town in Mexico and they have a, a, a page now. Right. And they like to go because people upload stuff all the time. So they go and like. It keeps them connected to the roots. Exactly. And now like w- when they find out, hey, like there's this page like that helps out, you know, because everything's turning digital. It is. You know, everything is online. And now even older people that were shunning away the, the, the computers and like uh, Facebook and all this, they're on it now because they see the advantages it, and Either it, you're on it or you lose it. Like yeah, it sucks, right? It, it's evolving. Yeah. And that's where you can get a lot of information, you know, like mm-hmm. like like for your business as well. So uh share your 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 Instagram and your Facebook so people can reach yeah, out to you. So on Facebook we're at Conectate. Uh, I have to look at I think it's Conectate. Let me check. Oh, she don't even know her own page. It's Conectate. It's Conectate. <laughs> I just you have to put some type of an idea. Like a name, right? No, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to figure out what's my name on here. At conectate.id. Okay. So at conectate. And conectate is C-O-N-E-C-T-A-T-E dot I-D. And for Instagram, we are as conectate dash I-D. So conectate dash I-D. Um, go ahead and follow us. And, you know, everybody, I ask everybody to go ahead and follow me on my um, personal Facebook pages, Maria Alvarez as well. Yeah, just in case um, Instagram. They any questions. You know, you I, I, I was, um, so I do different um, things for different entities. Um, there's stuff that I keep quiet just because we're, we're in the works of doing some things. And I love how people send me private messages because sometimes we're scared to ask in public or on the Facebook lives or, uh, you know, so they'll send me private messages or they'll call me, Hey, I need help with this. Hey, can you help start this movement? Can you help start doing that? And one of the things I've realized that I do, Edgar, is I build communities. Mm -hmm. I build communities and I help get the right people to, to a movement that's already probably in place or happening. Mm -hmm. And I make, I make it happen. And I'm so blessed to have that. It's not, it's not something I've, I've already, like I told some people, I've already volunteered a lot. Mm-hmm. I did it all for free and I'm going to probably say some things that, um, some people don't want to hear, <laughs> but, um, I've realized that there's a lot of people that say they want to help, you know, the Latino community that want to help children with disabilities that want to help single moms that want like invest into it, whatever. It's been amazing to me to see that, outpouring support Mm -hmm. not just by words not just by um actions but also money invest it's a business Mm -hmm. investing money and then i'm also surprised and it's very eye-opening to see who doesn't who Mm -hmm. say they do but when it comes to it they don't yeah and it's it's good it's good to see this Mm -hmm. because i think this is where we're going to start to like really differentiating Who's really going to put forth the money? Because one of the things that we've done is, well, when I say we, like there's a lot of people that, you know, helped um, the Latino community in so many ways. And they've done it for free, Mm -hmm. for free. And then these organizations that put some money into it, take all the credit. And it's like, no, (laughs) Um, you want to invest and 
you need to start paying the people that that they can't do it for free all the time. Like you really want to build this relationship, then put your money where your mouth is. And I don't, it's just been eye opening for me to see that. Yeah. That and like, it takes like, there's only so much you can do for free Mm -hmm. until like, you're like, Hey, like I have to pay, like it costs money to go to your place. It go, you know what I mean? Like it, there's all these like variables that go into it and you got to be able to monetize it somehow where you can keep helping. You know what I mean? Like uh, it's a business. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's business. a business and people need to realize that. Yeah. Cause I hate it when, uh, I mean, I'm sure you've had it too. Like, well, people will message you and they're like, Hey, like, let's do this, let's do this. And then I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, like, these are my rates. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, Oh, well, it's going to help you. It's going to help me. And I was like, it's going to help you <laughs> you know what i mean right uh and so like you get to a point like at first i wouldn't say stuff like that but you get to a point where like people just like keep doing that you know what i mean like and then like i said there's only so much you can do for free to the point where like you're like i have to pay right stuff like right equipment isn't cheap you know like all this other stuff isn't cheap and but people don't see that people they see just the i pictures. know the equipment yeah like this stuff wasn't cheap like it's at all. awesome. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, this one's completely different from the. <laughs> it is because I know you were selling it, and you said you bought new, mm-hmm. you bought new equipment. Yeah, all new equipment. This sounds way better. <laughs> so, but yeah, I'm I'm glad you came on. Uh, hopefully, you know I, you know, wish the best for you. Thank you. Edgar. Hopefully, it grows. Hopefully, you know we can get you back on in a few month, few more months, and and see where you're at. You know what I mean? Uh, see where. Well, you're I at. hope you're part of what I'm doing. Oh. I've already said we. You got talent. I reached out to this guy first when I started because I've been seeing his work and I'm like, he, he's so different and he's brave. You're brave. Thank you. Because I know what it takes to put yourself out there and be, you know, mm-hmm. exposed to judgment and criticism and whatever. And you don't care. And you do a really good job at what you do. Thank you. And I am so excited. I think that you're going to explode and grow even more so. Yeah, see, I'm almost certain and I appreciate it. And uh, that's why I was talking to John. I was like, dude, like I see this being huge and he sees the vision too. Like it's, it's rare when you find people yeah. who see your vision before it's even there. You know what yes. I mean? Like some people will jump on at the end or want to jump on at the end and be like, Hey, like I'm here now. Like when you're successful, but like you weren't here in the beginning, like where it's like, it was nothing. Right. And so it, it's cool finding people. And like, I, I, I told him my vision, like what I see with this, like I see it massive. And I was like, if you want to be around, I was like, cool. Like, I, I want you to be around. And he's like, yeah, dude, this is fun. Well, that's awesome that you're offering that opportunity. Yeah. Because it's, and you're investing the time to be here. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. Yeah, and, and he does a lot more behind the scenes that, I uh, bet. that oh, people don't realize. And uh, he's like, hey, like, let's do this. Like, there's this person, which is, uh, I have like a lot of things going on. So it's, it helps me be like okay, he's like, you know, doing this for me, which is helping. Right. You know what I mean? And like, I'm pretty sure you have people with you around, like around you that help you too. Oh, you have no idea. And you're like, it helps because you're like, I have all this. All this craziness going on. Your family you have to like deal with and like all this other stuff. So it's really cool what you do. I I really like what you're doing because especially for the Hispanic community, you know, like they need, the ones that can't speak the language need, need, need some, uh, the resources. Right. They definitely need the resources. And um, it's really been wonderful to be able to talk a lot of the entities and find out 
why these resources aren't accessible. Why is it so hard? Like I speak both languages and I really struggle. Like I've called, um, I've called, you know, top, um, leaders in the state and asked because I've had my own challenges. Like, um, I didn't even tap into the issues that, you know, my daughter went through, Mm -hmm. but she, she went through a lot with suicide and she, they would not allow her to stay in an inpatient facility. I had to call the state and we had to have a meeting and they said they were going to charge us. Like, you know, she had several insurances and I just thought like, how come, why is it so hard? And I did. And I asked like, is this on purpose? Like, is this on purpose? Do you guys not want us to find these resources or what? Like, mm-hmm. cause it's not, I swear I'll trade places with anyone in you know, immediately and have you deal with the things that, you know, we're going through. And it's weird how they make it so difficult. You're, you're, and you're like, she's having problems. Like, <laughs> oh, it's very, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like she needs the help. Like we'll figure out everything later, help her first, you know? like. And it's been so wonderful to see the people that have been supportive, like the counselors, right? The school. Um, I had an officer, you know, one of the times and he offered, it was so wonderful. He's like, um, I said, they won't take her in. Mm-hmm. And then he said, oh, I can legally make him. And I said, whoa, how? And I said, I, you know, I want to avoid any other added stress to, to her and I don't want to do it. But he, he's like, hold on. He called his boss. He was off at four and we were going to be at the hospital. So it takes about two, three hours for an evaluation. And then they determine if they're going to, you know, um, they're going to take him in to have some temporary care to keep him safe and and he said i just got off the phone with my boss he said he's okay um i'm i he said i can go to the hospital it's on my own time if they don't you know want to take her in um then call me this is my personal cell phone and i will go in and talk to them and tell them and i was like oh my god you know stuff like that Mm -hmm. is it's beautiful there's been so many people on our corner and i can't even begin to think and thank everyone. It's 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 a community. Oh, yeah. We have to help each other out. And what one what one person has experience with, it can help so many other people. And so that's why I think it's important to share. And I'm not um, I'm not scared to share it anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so people can see that nobody's perfect. Like I'm not perfect. No. John's not perfect. You're not perfect. We have our issues. We have our own. And still to this day, like we all deal with stuff. Oh, yes. It's, yes. A, it's a never-ending We're human. <laughs> we are constantly evolving and hopefully trying to be better. And and, and, and with Conectate, like, yes, the biggest thing is, like, we want it to be the number one place, one stop for um, the underserved, uh, underserved communities where they can find all the resources and referrals that they need. We want businesses to start reaching out to them, promoting. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to be able to bridge those um gaps that exist like if it's a language barrier okay if it's a process Mm -hmm. uh maybe you're doing the process wrong maybe it's not as easy and how can we facilitate it so people actually come to your get your services and yeah and buy your products whatever that might be um and i'm thinking i was thinking this over the weekend i think i'm gonna do some type of a i don't know if it's a i don't even know what to call it a workshop, something where I think I'm taking people from the point where I was, you know, pretty lost to where I'm at now and all of the people and services and businesses mm-hmm. that helped me get there because 
I didn't think it was possible. Mm-hmm. But it is if you just meet the right people. Yeah. And I just thought like, there are so many of us that are lost. Yeah. So many. That's really cool. I think you should do something like that. That would, it would it'd be really powerful for other people. Yeah. I need skills like yours and so many other people's because, <laughs> dude, I can talk and I can round up the people, but all of the beautiful stuff, I can't do your art. I can't do, you know, your, your post, your photography, your videos, the music, like you guys have talent. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. John's, John's good too. Uh, he, he, he does the media over there with tops too as well. Oh, fun. Yeah. So he, he yeah, he's, he's getting up there. Uh, he was a little, a little rusty when he first joined up. But as we're, we all we're, are, huh? We're, we're polishing. His stuff is coming out really good now. Like, uh, it just practice you know what i mean like that's the biggest thing that i told him is just that's awesome it's just practicing like some people don't see the repetitiveness of editing oh my god and then you get better at it i i used to do radio and so i had to edit the commercials Mm -hmm. i was like dude i just want to talk (laughs) (laughs) and sell advertisement like what is this whole editing commercials i don't like that and so (laughs) i I have respect for that um i used to have a magazine Mm -hmm. and I have respect for graphic designers because I'm like, I can go sell. Yeah. I can tell you what I want on here. and how. But when it comes to putting all the beautiful parts together, zero yeah. talent. Yeah, and <laughs> zero it's cool. talent. Yeah, and it's cool <laughs> that people like see that and you're like, oh, I know where to go to get that. You know, like if because we're not perfect and everything. I'm, I know what I'm good at and I know what I'm not good at. Right. You know, but I know where to go to exactly. push people to that. Yes. So, yes. Yes. So thank you for coming on. Thank I appreciate you. it. I had fun. We definitely got to do it again. Uh, yes. And I you. want to have you on again because things have definitely changed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I want to hear what you're going to be doing. So yeah. this is an invite to publicly soon. Yeah. Again, thank you for coming on. Make sure you guys give her a follow uh, and then we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Aquí todos los días son de verano De lunes a lunes nunca paramos yeah. Ya está saliendo el sol, ven y préndete Esto es fácil, no me llames Si tú andas con Lucy Estamos en Miami, en un yate Un corito sano, no le pare yeah, yeah. El Lobin ya tú sabes quién es Junto con Tommy, el único aquí Directamente desde el estado debajo del sol Tenemos la sangre caliente